0: the podcast um, very excited to have you here um, I don't know if you've listened to our other episodes mostly um, we just start with like having the guests like introduce yourself and like what you do and like you know a basic understanding of who you are as like a person and a creative. Artist.
1: Um. My name's Coco Roy. I am a Sim alum, hence why I'm here. Um. I'm a filmmaker and musician, and that's more or less what I focused on at my time in Sim. Um. I currently am a proud member of local, IATSE Local 481, the Studio Mechanics Union, and I work as both a, su- a set, cop I can't talk today. <sighs> I work as both a costumer and a set dresser. In um, film and television
0: Right um, So w- this is for the 50th anniversary of the Sim Major, Studio for Interrelated Media. I don't know how far the reach is, but I'll just, you know, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you're beyond Sim, here we are
0: Yeah, um So basically um, I wanted to ask, like, what your time in sim was like. Like, how did you um, go into the major? And, like, what were you doing um, artistically then? And how did it, like, grow your practice? Like, what was it like as a journey, sort of?
1: Um, well, it started off, I wanted to do film for as long as I can remember. That's, like, all I cared about was, like, film, 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 film. And then, um, I went to a portfolio review they used to do at the museum and it was this free thing. And you could do you know about this? If I I'll, I can breeze over it. But regardless, they did a portfolio review and me and my best friend went and I went to the mass art table and I was still in high school then. And they were like, you know, what do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. I said film. And then they're like, Oh, have you heard of Sim? Like they're like, you seem like that might be more up your alley. And I had never heard of it. And then when I got to the school, I met Fish McGill, um, who now teaches there, who was a sim major at the time. (laughs) And he was like, I think you should really look into this. This really, it just seems like it would suit you. Um, And so, you know, I I got into mass art, obviously, and I started taking film classes. And then I went to the sim big show and I saw a video from my friend, Avi Paul Weinstein, who later would become a collaborator and good friend of mine. But once I saw like the Sim show and kind of like what it was about, that made me be like, oh, I, I should do that because I can still do film and video, but under this umbrella of Sim. Um, so then I, you know, I decided to become a Sim major when we had to declare our major. And, um, I mainly focused in like film and sound but then I started to perform more and I realized that I really loved performing and that's kind of how sim became really great for me because I could make these films and videos but then I could also like perform as well whether it was in the actual video or film or like on stage and kind of go from there
0: could you actually um say what years because I know what's. could you say what years you were in um Sim and, like, how that kind of, if that may be, was a factor in, I think, the way that, you know, the way the major sort of operated or anything.
1: And I went to Mass Art between 2003 and graduated in 2007. Um, as far as how it operated, I mean, I feel like it's probably like this now, too, or it has been like this forever, like, different, you know... One year, like, there might be a ton of sound people in sim, and then one year might be more performance, you know, kind of ebbs and flows. Um, For me, I feel like, if I remember right, towards the end, there was more people doing sound, which was really cool, and performance. Um, I mean, it was always kind of throughout that, but I felt like it was definitely more sound and performance-heavy towards my senior year. Um, I guess, like, one thing, like, technology-wise, for me, like, it's always so funny now when I think of, like, people in school um, that, like, my phone has a better camera on it than, like, one I probably, like, used the whole time I was at in college. Um, so that to me is, like, pretty mind-blowing. But I still shoot film. Um, so I guess that hasn't changed, and I still prefer older, like, like VHS, VHC to a lot of digital stuff um but yeah I guess that's pretty wild like as far as like time wise with technology it's like definitely jumped since I've graduated
0: Mm -hmm. um do you have any like specific sort of unforgettable story we've kind of been like trying to ask around um for people that have like either something that went totally wrong or something that was just really cool like things like that do you have anything like that
1: I mean it's hard to say because there's like a lot of like different things that were either like interesting or funny or artists I got to see where I'm like you know I'm really glad I got to be there for that performance or whatever um I remember I guess like two things because they're quick um There was some, something happened, and then they wouldn't let us serve alcohol at an opening, um, and so we Mm -hmm. served Robitussin instead, so everyone was, like, robo-tripping in this video show, (laughs) like, there was, like, all these video installations, and I remember at the time just thinking it was really funny, and I guess now I still think it's funny, um, I remember, I don't know if it was her solo show, or if it was one specific, but, um, I think it was my senior year, Nita was pregnant, and she allowed Bar Patrick, who is this great video artist, she did a lot of like video, like multiple camera, kind of like video installations, she filmed her birth, and so she did this video projection, it was like all this stuff of Nita's birth, um, and it was pretty wild, and I remember like seeing it in the gallery, it was in the Godine, I believe, and it just was really cool. And I happened to be standing next to Nita during, like, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. As it's, like, a close-up of, like, her birthing her child. And I was like, this is kind of crazy, right? Like, how do you feel? Like, I'm standing next to the person it's like, you know, they're giving birth on, like, multiple projections. I don't know how crazy that is. I just thought it was a pretty cool show.
0: Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. Things have sort of, like... Um, I think things are really Have been even before um, Everything moving online Like everything sort of felt like It was in transition Um, Like a lot of things I think are sort of like Changing in terms of What people want to make And like How they organize themselves So I feel like it's been sort of Almost like in flux and chaotic in a way. So it's like interesting to just hear how like people have these different interactions with the same people like across years.
1: I guess in that regard, like I still collaborate with a lot of people that I met at MassArts, specifically in sim, I mean. And that was like fifteen years ago. So when you meet people you like to work with. Hold on really tight.
0: (laughs) Um, so you said you wanted to, you've always wanted to do film. Do you feel like that sort of, like, changed as you were in Sim, like, from any, like, sort of idea of what doing film or what filmmaking would be and, like, how it works into your practice now? Like, how did it change it or grow
1: yeah It's a it grew more than changed um because I still make movies I like on my own time I write and direct and shoot and edit and like make my own films and then professionally I work within the film industry so I think that drive has definitely not diminished but I guess from being in sim um because you would see people performing and presenting all this stuff every week for me I would. I performed a lot and I would like work on stand-up or just like acting and stuff Um, and so or like for instance like you could make a costume in Sim and like present this costume to get critiqued and be like here's this costume I made that's gonna be within this other film that I did and I guess with Sim I really liked that you could have this ongoing project um, say a movie but you could be doing like the costumes, the acting, all the elements within it, and then get critiqued on all of it. And it gave you an opportunity to explore like, oh, maybe I really love costumes. Maybe I really like set dressing or props or um, whatever. But you could also, I feel like be really um, either super experimental or really narrative in Sim. And I kind of liked the freedom of that. Um, Was there another part to the question? I'm sorry
0: Um, No that was it I think that was it Um, Basically just like I think I personally like had a um, Wanted to do more I think narrative Video work but then Within like knowing that sim Is a major and like Like seeing what other people are making Like I've personally sort of Went more into like non-narrative and installation-type things and, like, multimedia-type things, so it's just, like, interesting to see that it can take different forms.
1: And... Mean the two. Like, I would make stuff that was very narrative, and then I would make stuff that was definitely more, like, surreal and, like, experimental. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just really liked the freedom within Sim to do that, and there was a lot of abstract thinking in sim, which I thought was really cool.
0: Um, so this is kind of a jump from that sort of subject, but just in general, like, how do you feel like Boston as a city and like, just in general, culturally, like, how do you feel like it's changed over the years? since graduating or being in school, like the culture around Boston and, and yeah, like just that, that's the question.
1: Well, everything's turning into a fucking luxury condo. Um, mm-hmm. so that's extremely frustrating. Um, yeah, it's just like taking spaces and making, them. it's like everything's a condo, um, which is really annoying. Um, yeah, so I think, in that's, I mean, that's definitely a major way with, like, whether it be, like, DIY spaces or actual venues closing, I think for musicians and artists, that's really hard, and harder just to, like, make a space and be like, this is a space, you know, this can be a pop-up gallery for your night, or this can be whatever, um, yeah, it's just the whole city, like, the actual structure... Is changing and I feel like sometimes it's like the powers that be care less and less about um, people in general just being able to afford to live here and then also just artists trying to find space (laughs) amongst many
0: do you feel like people are sort of like optimistic about changing that or sort of giving up or like what's sort of like the ideas that you've sort of like been around with in terms of like art and trying to make it like survive in boston
1: i don't know it's i think you know it's pros and cons like obviously a lot of people are frustrated i'm frustrated um but i feel like one thing boston does still have is a really good art and music community Because people will make it, they'll make it happen no matter what. Um, Like putting on shows, if one place is closes, you find another place to put on a show. Or, you know, somehow show your art somewhere. Like Dorchester Art Project, I think is a good example of a gallery slash music space that's like whatever. Like you can still be taking down these other spaces, but they're, I think, doing a good job of getting... A bunch of different artists and musicians and showcasing people that might not get to get seen. Um, so I think that's like the very positive side. I mean, and the, again, the negative side is like, you know, like I can't have a studio and pay my rent. Like I can't have both, you know, it's really hard <laughs> to like have space. Um, So that's one aspect (laughs) that's negative. And like, if you've been here a long time, it's like frustrating when you're just like, ugh, the rent's what? Um, But again, the positive side is, I think artists as people learn to adapt and you figure it out and you always just like make it work no matter what.
0: Do you feel like there's been a sort of like ideology or personality shift? Or like have things sort of always been... Just on a steady sort of evolution.
1: In the city as a whole?
0: Yeah. Like, it, for people, I think.
1: More. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess with, like, bigger industries, like... Well, obviously, like, medicine's huge here, which is great, but, like, tech and, like, stuff like that, or stuff where, like, people are younger and can make a lot of money and I don't know sometimes I think care less about if this small business is staying instead it's like some dumb luxury thing <laughs> I don't know It's. I can't really put my finger on it it's stuff I've noticed just like working or um yeah I feel like I'm not answering this question well sorry
0: that's fine no it's really anything I think just because whoever you talk to will, give, will, like, notice something different, I think, about just, like, the way people change through, like, the way that the technology and economy changes.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, <sighs> I just can't think of it. It's, like, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I'm not really good at articulating this, I'm sorry. I know it's a podcast. Oh, <laughs> no, that's fine. The answer is yes, um, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is a different sort of um direction again, but like um what it like why do you like film and like film like filmmaking? And Who are your inspirations or like what inspires you? Like, what's your favorite part of doing work in that medium?
1: Um, I don't know. Well, I guess like film has always just been the medium of art that always has grabbed me the most, uh, even since I was a kid. And I think cause maybe cause it combines so much, beto- whether it's like, you know, actual storytelling and acting and sound, and music, and then lighting, it's just, like, everything, you know, there's so much jammed in a film, and you can tell a really great story through that medium, um, as far as people that influence me, definitely, like, when I was a kid, like, Martin Scorsese was, like, a huge influence, and Stanley Kubrick, like, I love those movies, like, all of their movies from a young age, and then, I remember my first year at Mass Art, I got really into Kenneth Anger, um, and then later, like, Alejandro Jodorowsky, and those two directors really definitely changed, like, what I perceived as film, like, Maya Deren, just, like, you know, independent filmmakers, um, that really did stuff outside of the box, John Waters, another one, um, I can't remember the beginning of the question, <laughs> um, so as far as influences, like, those... Those people definitely have a huge impact on me, whether it's how they shoot stuff, the actual stories they tell, or how they're telling the stories. Um, and I just, I love film because of, you know, the, the reasons I listed before. Um, but it's such a collaboration as a medium. You know, you have your writer and director, and then you have a person doing lighting or doing the costumes, the props, et cetera. It's like you need all those people to collaborate with you to tell your story or your vision or to make like whatever you're trying to make actually come to life. Um, And it's really exciting when you're working on something, whether it's, you know, something really small that you're making or like this giant, you know, studio production. It's like if you don't have those other people willing to collaborate, it's going to look like shit
0: would you say that's like your favorite part of the process is the like collaboration aspect
1: yeah like I like researching and like you know like preparing to do it but when you're actually like making your movie um just being there with you know with other people working on it is like the best feeling because you're like oh man like together you're getting to like create this bigger thing and it's really it's really cool
0: Um, so your work sort of, like, has this sort of, um, 70s and 80s influence, like, aesthetically and sonically, um, why, like, what sort of draws you to that look, and, like, why do you, you know, what, why do you work in that style, or, like, what do you like about it?
1: Um... I, guess, I think I've just always been drawn to it. Like 70s um like 70s punk music and 70s cinema are two of my favorite things. And I guess both artistically probably the most influential. Um Yeah, so I guess like even like when I was younger, like Taxi Driver, I guess would be a good example. Um when I first saw that movie, I just was like, you know, this is it's perfect. It's like this great story, the lighting, like the colors are so beautiful. The sound, like the whole jazz soundtrack is so cool. Um, And just like the actual, the look, like the fashion of it too, is just something I just have always loved, Um, 70s fashion on top of it. It's my personal favorite decade of fashion. Um, And I mean, they were shooting film too. So it's like the actual physical look of film, I think, is just so, like, gorgeous that when I make stuff, because, like, those movies um, are the ones that are my favorites, like, that, you know, whatever. Films from the 70s is a pretty broad term, but um, whenever I'm making stuff, I feel like I go back and I watch, like, you know like, Jallo films, or, I mean, Taxi Driver's a good one, or, um, like, Santa Sangre, I mean, that's, in I think that's early 80s, but, regardless, like, stuff like that, um, because, to me, they have, they have it all between, like, the actual film, the colors, the sound, and, like, the look, um, and it's something I'm, I've always just been sucked into, um, yeah, <laughs> So I guess that's it. It's just like I like I like it both sonically and aesthetically.
0: And do you also make music? So that sort of ties in um, I guess, to this um sort of umbrella and theme. Who would you say inspires you musically and how does your like music and and um like performing sort of inform the other parts of what you do?
1: Well, I would say my biggest influence musically is definitely Iggy Pop. Um, the Stooges are my favorite band, and I just think he's the best performer. Like, he just puts on a show. Um, I mean, the, the music's obviously really awesome, too. Um, I'd say him. The B-52s, definitely from like when I was a little kid, they were the first band um, I just, like, freaked over, um, and I still think they're fucking awesome, and I think the two of them, I mean, both the Stooges and B-52s obviously sound very different, but they're just, like, originals, like, true originals just constantly doing their own thing, both musically and visually, and I guess with, like, Iggy, as an example, is, like, one of my, like, artistic heroes, um, you know, no one, like, no one gave a shit about the Stooges when they were, like, you you know, in the 60s and 70s. They were putting out, I think, all these amazing albums and putting on all these live shows, and they were a hot mess, and, like, obviously they had some following, but nothing, like, nothing huge, and they just kept doing it and doing it. I He's in his, like, 70s now, and he's still putting out records, and to me, I think that is just so cool, and it's, I think it's really important as an artist to remember, like, if, if, like, you feel the need to, like, put this out into the world, like, you should keep doing it, no matter if, like, no one gives a shit about the art you're making. Like, maybe they will in the future, or maybe they'll catch on, and they might not, but it's, like, being true to yourself as an artist.
0: Um, I'm trying to make everything flow well, but I'm like, still haven't got the hang of it. It
1: <laughs> affects other stuff, um, like musically, Cause, because I, I work in a couple of different mediums. Um, for me, it's all, in some ways, like one and the same. Um, like, if you're shooting, a movie, like, I want to, like, be there, and be hands-on, and, like, do all this stuff, if I'm performing, like, playing, I, I play in a band called Electric Street Queens, um, if I'm doing that, it's, like, I'm really physical, and I really want to give the audience, like, everything, and really, you know, really play those songs, um, so, they all, in my head, they all kind of, like, mesh into one another, (laughs) of, like, whatever, playing, performing, filming, whatever,
0: How, so you, like, mentioned, like, performance and, you know, um, like, being very present, I think, in your work. How have you continued to do your work, like, now during a pandemic? Like, how have you been affected? Not even necessarily, like, not financially or anything or, like, Obviously there's a lot that, you know, that just can't be done anymore, but do you think like um this is sort of like had like been a learning experience or like changed what you did or is it more like a waiting period like
1: Um I can- if I am not working on something, I feel mental, so for me I was just like, all right, I have to figure out how I can still do what I want, like, still do what I love, but obviously safely, um, so that's definitely been a challenge, like, I live in a high-risk household, um, so I haven't, like, you know, done certain things, but the beginning of the pandemic, um, I had one film I've been working on, excuse me, and I had all the film, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna edit this, I'm gonna, like, finish this, so I did that, and I did something similar with a music video where I had all this film, I got developed, um, and then I was working on this new one, and I was just like, well, how the hell can I do this, because I really, like, you know, like, filmmaking, it's like, you gotta be there, you gotta, like, be touching people, you gotta be doing all this stuff, so, um, I had two friends, Renato and Lisa, that I've worked with a bunch, and I made essentially a film kit. <clears throat> so I shot all the stuff I needed to shoot on my end. And then I made a shot list, um, a bag with, like, lights, wigs, costumes, like, etc. And I gave that all to them so they could shoot all the interiors in their place acting. And I would FaceTime them or they would follow the shot list. And then so it was, like, they shot the stuff, like, with this, like, film kit, whatever you wanna call it, and followed the shot list, gave it back to me, and then I edited it all together to make something new. Um so that was definitely a challenge of like how can I still collaborate with people when I can't physically be with people. Um so I guess like that's the way I worked around it and then um I'm in another band called Strega Strega and it's just me and one other person and him and I have just started being like, well, let's try to practice like over FaceTime and then we started doing recordings and sending recordings back and forth. Um, so now we have like a record recorded that we gotta, you know, mix and master and stuff, but I kept busy. I guess <laughs> it's like uh-huh. what I'm trying to say, but it's definitely hard cuz I love performing live. Mm-hmm. Like performing live with the Street Queens is like my favorite feeling in the world and it's really weird when you, like, can't do that, or can't even go to band practice, like, um, you know, it's, it's definitely weird not being in person, and, like, yes, these other things are, I'm glad I was able to do them, but it's, like, nothing compares to, like, physically being with your friends and, like, making art or music.
0: Have you found that, like, the sort of, like, a lot of Venues are sort of taken up doing like live streams and like videos of shows like does that feel it's obviously not like completely replaceable but does it feel kind of like a good approximation um like what's your just general feelings and opinion on that like
1: mm-hmm. you can't go to a show but people are still want to like see musicians that they care about and musicians want to perform. So, um, I feel like, you know, there's, yeah, why not do it? Um, everything is streaming like film festivals, like my friends and I did a, um, a film screening as a fundraiser over the winter because, I mean, we obviously couldn't do it in a theater. So we did an online film screening which it was good, it was a good challenge, and we learned a lot, but, you know, nothing is gonna compare to like doing stuff live, but, you know, the pandemic is so isolating that you wanna reach out and connect with people, so if that means you're doing a live performance through a venue or a live stream, like, why the
0: What do you think, um... No, that's, uh, I was coming up with a question out, out of, on top of my head, and I, I don't, I can't finish it, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, anyway, what do you think, what is your, like, advice to current and future sim students, I think, now that we've all sort of, like, learned I guess the possibilities of like what could happen in the world to change sort of like the ways that people do work and like and based on just your experience in general like what advice would you give
1: um well kind of like I was saying earlier about artists adapting I think that's something um that you should always just be open to like, if you can't do something one way, you can always do it another way, it might be harder, or, or, you know, more difficult, or whatever, but you, you can always figure something out artistically, like, oh, you don't have the budget to do this, well, you know what, you can, you can figure it out, like, there's always something, like, that you can tap into, and I think to do stuff, and then also to go back of, like, when I was saying about, like, the stooges is, like, just performing and no one caring, like, you know, you're gonna get rejected from a lot of shit, whether it's a gallery or a film festival or whatever and you can't let it, um, make you stop, like, wanting to do whatever art you're trying to do I mean, I get rejected from stuff all the time but I'm still making stuff um, and it sounds like a kind of a stupid thing to say, like, get used to, like, hearing, like, no thanks or whatever, um but it's true, it's like just, you gotta, like, keep doing your art and keep doing it no matter what um and don't be afraid to explore or try other you know mediums or maybe you'll be like oh I'll try this and you'll suck at it but then you'll learn a lot from it that could then help you in something else um yeah and don't like not do something because you don't think you'll be good at it because you never know
0: yeah that's good advice Um, yeah, um, could you speak on, like, the, the shows and screenings that you have done and, like, what that experience is sort of like, like, um, yeah, just any sort of in-person things?
1: So, I, the last one, I mean, I wasn't there because it was in Germany, but I've showed with, um, Girl House Cinema, which is based out of Berlin, but they also do stuff at the Brattle Theatre um, in Cambridge, so I've, I've shown with them, um, in Berlin, Boston, and in New York, and that's been really cool, I, I went down to the New York one, um, I've showed work at the Coolidge Corner Theater, like, at midnight before a movie, so that, like, seeing, you know, something you've shot on the big screen is, like, pretty cool, um, yeah, I've, been fortunate I've been in the Boston Underground Film Festival a couple times um with some really great artists so that has also been neat um you know at work I get to work on these giant film sets around so many talented people every day and that's to me that's like really inspiring to see like so many different people use their talents to like make something big um as far as shows I really miss playing live music. Um, and I've been fortunate to play, you know, all over the country or more recently, like more like New England and New York. Um, but yeah, I love, like, I love playing live stuff. I love getting to like show my artwork, like film work in front of a live audience. Cause it's this really great feeling of, you know, who doesn't like going to the movies? It's like such a special experience, sitting in a dark theater and seeing, you know, whatever story comes up on the screen. So I definitely miss. I miss going to the movies. I miss playing live stuff. Um, I did a couple of virtual things. I guess now that I'm saying this, um, I did a live performance for the Bay Area Rock Camp in Oakland. It's a rock camp. Um, For kids, obviously, I was their lunchtime (laughs) musical guest, and I had never done, um, like a streaming musical performance before, but it was pretty fun. It was interesting. I made a backdrop and, like, had, like, a whole little set, so, I mean, again, definitely prefer live, but it was a good challenge.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to plug specifically that you're working on or that you've done or some anything?
1: Well, Electric Street, yeah, uh, Electric Street Queens. We just came out with a new video um, for our song Fatal Attraction. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, it's all shot on Super 8. Um, I shot and edited it. Um, we have a new single coming out with a new video, but I got to finish it first, <laughs> so okay. it's in the works, um, and yeah, I don't know, I have a couple movies I'm submitting to festivals right now, so hopefully they'll get in, but I'm like waiting to hear. That's not really an announcement, that's really vague. <laughs> it's like, I'm making what? stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, keep keep your out for the new electric street queen single this spring.
0: Perfect. All right, well, I think that's that. everything. That's everything. So um thank you for coming and um helping, being a part of this.
1: Hey, thanks for having today. me. <laughs>